Welcome to Oracle for Alchemy. I'm your Metropolitan Priestess, Erin. Let's get into it. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle for Alchemy. I'm your Metropolitan Priestess Erin, with over a decade of experience working with subtle energy modalities. Today we're going to be talking about transmutation. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy. I want to talk to you about the messy, dark part of transmutation. As in alchemy, the first step is decomposition. You must break down the components to create a new structure. This is a true analogy for the emotional, psychological, and physiological growth that the great minds have talked about through the ages. Most of us have created a great amount of structure around ourselves. And yes, they serve a purpose. The problem is when those structures are only learned and you haven't made any choices on them, they keep us from authentic expression. We must have a certain amount of structure because that's reality, but ideally our personal blueprint is what we form these structures upon so that it's like the structures are being laid upon our blueprint of personal truth. The the phrase Dark Knight of the Soul is the description of this step in the alchemical process. That's not to say you must suffer because, you know, that, that is a relative thing, a, a relative experience. But, I mean, let's face it, a lot of our personal growth does happen when a catalyst comes along, pushes us out of our comfort zone, and then we're forced to change. It's interesting the mirror that exists here. The first step is to take better care of yourself through practice and tools, but in doing so, you actually initiate the growth, but then it's on your own terms. So, I mean, you're going to be eventually forced to make changes no matter what, because that's life. But personal power is all about making more of those changes by choice. So life is still going to throw you the unexpected, um, but if you take the initiative to do a little self-reflection, instead of feeling like the events in your life are pushing you around and causing you pain, your perception of focus will be on the beautiful experiences of life. So what I mean by that is we know our frame of mind can change. The way we experience things, a self-knowing is what allows us to move with the natural cycles and then we can better choose when we co-create. Let's bring this into a real life example. So we can see a common pattern in a person's life where if they've avoided certain aspects of themselves or maybe they're not living as authentically as they could be and they're spending a huge amount of energy performing a certain role or society 
and whatever they're doing isn't really giving them fulfillment, then you know that that's not going to be sustainable. And something that might happen to that person is to have a midlife crisis because eventually you get to the point where you're at the end of being able to put all that energy into the different spots where they're just taking away from you and you're not getting back what you need from life. And it's tricky. We have a lot of things imposed upon us when we're socialized as children and it serves a purpose. You know, it, it's life experience and transmutation, it, it gets juicy. And I know it's totally gross when you're talking about literal decomposition, but that is as much a part of life as is enjoying the juicy ripened fruit. Accept all, reject none. I'm going to bring that back here. Go into those deeper parts of ourselves and that is what gives us the strength to reach new heights. Let's get into the reason why self-care is the first step to general transformation. It's because we must become aware of the terrain of our current self. You must bring awareness to the components of the self if you want access to be able to deconstruct these components and then trans transmute them. The reason why it's important to do this is because you can only build great things on a solid foundation. So you have to start with the basics. That's why the roots are, are also such a prevalent analogy in spirituality. It's true on the physical plane where um, you know you, you actually have big trees much, must have very large roots that are widespreading to keep them stable in the earth. And then that analogy transcends to serve in the emotional and psychological methods of growth as well. The reason why I'm developing the Trinity Framework is because I do believe that emotional, psychological, and phys physiological are all three equal components to consider when you're doing this self-care and when you're doing all of this work. And to put it simply, heart, mind, and body, they are all equal. The Trinity Framework is based on a blueprint that already exists, but my hope is to develop and build upon it in a way that will allow people to gain access into the subtle realms. So it could be seen like a modality that's used for greater understanding. The three components are emotional, psychological, and physiological. Put more simply, heart, mind, and body. They are all equal. So when I say self-care, I mean taking each one of these into consideration. They're all important components. Nourish the body with good foods. Learn to process your emotions and know how to use your mind in an advantageous way. They're all connected. You can access a clearer mind if you exercise and you can also meditate to help integrate your emotions. People have natural strengths and weaknesses and it, what, it's what makes each one of us all unique and yet we still share in this blueprint, the composition that's basic in everyone. Mind over matter only gets you so far. Even Wim Hof 
uh, you know, Iceman, who has had scientific data taken to prove how he can actually affect change to his himself um, physiologically, while in cold temperatures, he still makes the important distinction to say, don't push yourself too far. And, you know, those who say, always follow your heart. Well, you know, that can end up being really messy if you haven't properly um, integrated traumas and your emotional compass is off. And those who get stuck in logic rules all frame of mind, in my opinion, are really missing out on richness of intimacy and the pleasures of life. Let's rein this in and connect back to the micro of an individual's life. Take an example like heartbreak, where it is a catalyst and we are forced to change. We have many options here as how this is going to affect us for the rest of our lives depending on how we integrate the information that we've got from the lessons that we have learned. This is an opportunity to live more authentically because you have been released from a relationship dynamic that was not working. Even if you are from the perspective of not choosing the end of this relationship, for example, let's say, I just want to remind you that we are co-creating and we must respect the experiences of those around us. So we have to take into consideration other people's perspectives as well. But either way, if it's ending and it's time to accept it and we have lots of opportunity here. So, I mean, like when your heart breaks, there is nothing like it. When you lean into the pain of loss, the sensation is palpable. The expansion, you feel the expansion in your heart. Um, new depths means new heights. And perhaps you have experienced how fresh the air is or how colorful the trees and sky are after you've come out the other side of an intense experience. This is why we talk about inner work. There is a whole world inside of us full of experience and wonder just as there is outside of us. There is a deep inner wisdom ready to be tapped into. The relationship with self allows us to access this wonder by choice. The intense feeling of connection can be opened up but it, it does take some bravery and often we are tapping into things that we have numbed from ourselves for lifetime, a lifetime. So the first steps are to put in place your practice. Uh, ready yourself for the opening of these caverns within you. And yes, there is some deep cleaning to be done. This is the messy part that I'm talking about. These parts of ourselves can be unpleasant. So find your community. Find other people that are also doing this work so you can relate to them and speak about it. You are not alone. And know that as much as there are caverns of decay, there are also doors to sparkling starry realms that you have 
the option to go through to how you navigate all of this. It's up to you. It's okay to be in your individual perspective to pursue this. When spiritual teachers talk about the higher self, all they really mean is having the ability to see the bigger picture from where you are standing. You want to integrate that knowledge and filter it down into the body. The more you connect the, these three aspects together of heart, mind, and body, the more powerful you become in your life. The more you align yourself uh, with your personal blueprint and the more space you create for your higher guidance to come down. Ask yourself, what would happen if you freed up all of the energy you spent on being inauthentic? To describe this in a way of the energetic bodies, look at it like there are these different aspects of yourself. Perhaps they look like photocopies of yourself. Perhaps they are symbolized by different colors. And they're sort of phased from side to side not lined up with your body. If you look at it this way, it's easier to understand why some of your actions may be ineffectual. Now imagine how every decision that you make on truth pulls these aspects tighter together until finally you are all of the colors. You are all of the colors, so you are white light and you are a clear channel. And then more energy can come down through and hopefully uh, anchor you downward in that way as well if you've practiced uh, grounding techniques. The archetypes I see coming into play here for the alchemical process, they're often depicted together as a cycle. They are the creator, the sustainer, and the destroyer. So firstly, we work with the creator when we make choices to shift our lives in a conscious way and when we integrate what we've learned. The sustainer is a little more tricky, I'd say. It's equally important the period of time in which we must ripen or it's time for the next cycle to happen. And sometimes this means going into survival mode Sometimes this means going into autopilot. So when we have those things happen, this is the sustainer kicking in. And even once we've made an initial decision from alignment, it's natural for that to gently phase away because we are always in constant evolution. So just because things are shifting and an initial decision that you made isn't right for you anymore, that's okay. That's, that's a natural thing to happen. You're changing. And finally, the last stage in this would be the destroyer. And this would come at the end of the cycle where it's time to create a new. This is going to be the deconstruction phase in alchemy. And sometimes this is a very scary archetype to work with. But it will also show us the ways in which we can be freed from our previous constraints. And it breaks down the components so that we can rebuild anew. I'd like to jump right into the meditation here. 
So first I want you to take a nice big deep breath. to your heart center and now I want you to bring your attention lower into the earth deeper and deeper all the way down to the center of the earth And you crack through the crust of the center of the earth to find a beautiful quartz crystal. And you know that you are grounded. And now with the breath, we're gonna bring our attention back to the heart center so from the center of the earth, back up to the heart. And now our attention is back in our body. And we're going to allow the top of ourselves to gently open and allow our higher perspective and light source energy to come into us as it is for our best interest. To allow that connection to happen and to allow it to help us shift. I want you to imagine yourself standing and I want you to see the various aspects of yourself standing slightly aside from you, forward, back. These aspects of you are different colors, maybe the colors of the rainbow. And I want you to know that each time you make a decision and act authentically and act on truth, these aspects move towards you. They move together. They move in sync. And you can imagine these bodies moving together in a synchronicity. And you will experience more synchronicity in your life this way. And take one more big deep breath here. And know that you are not alone, 
and know that you have choice and know that you can be in your power. This is Oracle for Alchemy. I'm your Metropolitan Priestess, Erin. Thank you so much for listening today. And take very good care of yourself. And I hope to see you next time.